You're listening to Homebound for Adventure, helping O&M students stay connected and engaged while quarantined. My name is Tracy, and I'm your host. And here we are, already on episode six. Can you believe it? Where does time go? Oh, hey everyone, I forgot to say hello. How is everyone doing today? It sure is good to be here. This is Homebound for Adventure, where in every episode we explore how to develop and maintain exciting O&M skills even when you're stuck at home. You know, I was just thinking about all the fun we've had together so far here on Homebound for Adventure. We've learned a lot, we've laughed a lot, and we sure have met lots of new people. And we're not slowing down, no, at least not yet, because we've got even more new listeners to introduce you to today. That's right, please join me in welcoming our newest listeners, Devin, Owen, Gabe, and Alex from here in Vancouver, Washington, Trista from up in Toledo, Washington, Keely from Olympia, Washington, Jonavi and Spikebread, who are almost 200 miles away, up in Issaquah and Kenmore, Washington, and last but not least, from 3,000 miles southeast of Vancouver, Washington, all the way from St. Augustine, Florida, listener Nicholas. Thank you all for listening and contributing this last week. And while we're at it, let's hear from a couple of our new listeners right now on our very first segment of 10 to Tell where you have 10 seconds to tell us anything that will make us smile. Hey, Miss Tracy. This is Devin calling again, and I love to hear your podcast. It's really awesome to hear your podcast, and I just feel like I want to listen to it over and over again. This is Nicholas from Florida. For all my blind peeps out there, here's a positive message. You are perfect the way you are, and the world needs to change for you and us. I hope this inspired you, and keep living life great. Thank you to everyone who left me some great voicemails this past week. If I didn't have the time to play your 10 to tell on today's episode, stick around. Maybe you'll get to hear your voice next week. And you're always welcome to leave me another 10 to tell if you'd like. Just call me anytime after 4.30 Pacific Standard Time to leave me a voicemail, but not a voicemail for me necessarily. Leave a voicemail that will encourage all the listeners out there. All right, we've got no time to waste here. Today's topic is a fun one. It's also a big topic too. It's not a topic that can be completely covered in just one or two episodes, So instead of trying to give you as much information as possible, which honestly might only give you a headache, Mm. my plan is just to give you a little bit of information. A little bit of information that will hopefully spark some conversations with your O&M specialist or your family after this episode is over. So what is it we'll be talking about today? And why am I so excited about it? Well, today's topic is types of transportation. Types of transportation. What does that word transportation mean? 
Well, it's similar to the word transport. Have you ever heard that word before? Transport means to move something from one place to another. Have you ever moved something from one place to another? Have you ever helped to carry dirty dishes from the dining room table to the kitchen sink? If so, you were transporting dishes. But today, we're not going to be talking about transporting things. Instead, we'll be talking about transporting people. Huh? Whoa, transporting people? That sounds weird. But think about it. How do you get from one place to another? What types of transportation do you use? You don't just magically appear in some place. It takes work and effort and planning to get there. So, how do you transport yourself or move yourself from place to place? Most people walk. So that means feet can actually be a type of transportation. Other people might use a wheelchair and might use their hands to push or steer themselves. So a wheelchair is also a type of transportation. But what if walking or using a wheelchair just isn't enough? What if you have to go a long distance, like across town, or to another state, or another country? What are some types of transportation that you can use? Things that get you from where you are to another place pretty quickly. What about a scooter? Yes, a scooter is good. Or a bike? Okay, but what if it's raining? I don't want to ride my bike in the rain. Anything else you can think of? Oh, a car? Of course, a car. And what about a boat? Or an airplane? Or a bus? Or a train? Or blimps? Or submarines? Or zip lines? Or horses? Or camels? Or sled dogs? Or zambonis? Or rickshaws? Believe it or not, everything I just listed is a type of transportation. It doesn't really matter what it is. If it can carry you from one place to another, whether that's by land or sea or air, that is a type of transportation. On today's episode, however, we'll be talking about the most popular types of transportation for blind and visually impaired travelers, other than your feet. Feet are great, don't get me wrong. But let's say you needed to go from your house to a doctor's appointment, which is six miles away from your house. Walking six miles could take a long time, maybe even a couple hours or so. So what are your options for getting from your house to the doctor? Well, someone could drive you. Yes, that's always a good option. Or you could ride the city bus. Perfect. For most people, cars and buses are the most common types of everyday transportation. And for people who are visually impaired, riding in a car or on a bus, especially when you don't know the driver, requires a lot of careful thought and planning. And also a lot of trust that the person driving you will get you to the right place. That said, before I go any further, I want to say something important. Most of what we talk about today will make a lot more sense to our older listeners who might be getting ready to graduate or go to college or start working. 
For our younger listeners, however, I think you'll still enjoy listening. Think of today's episode like a field trip, where you are getting to learn about something in the community. Have you ever been on a field trip to a fire station, where you got to talk to firefighters? Or have you been to a police station before, where you got to talk to police officers? Well, for today's episode, we're going to hear from someone else in the community. This person has a very important job where they are helping people in a very practical way. So, come along with me as we meet with my neighbor and my friend, Troy. Okay, we are recording. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. So, this is my neighbor, Troy, and it's good to talk with you. Nice to see you too, Tracy. Troy works in transportation, but he's not a bus driver or even a taxi driver. So, Troy, you just tell us, tell the listeners about your job and how long you've been doing that job. Well, I've been a driver for Uber for the last three years. Okay, so Troy is a driver for Uber. Have you ever heard of Uber? Huh? Uber is a company name. It's also the name of a phone app. And what type of company is Uber? Hmm. A transportation company, of course. Ah! Uber hires people, like Troy, to drive around town, picking up people who need a ride to somewhere. How is that different than like a taxi or like a public transportation system with a bus? It's an independent contractor that uses their car to pick you up through an app on your phone. Not sure if you caught what Troy said. Troy says that while he's working, he's driving his own car around, picking up and dropping off people in his own car. This is very different from traditional buses or taxis, which are types of transportation that use vehicles owned by larger organizations or companies. But if you have to compare between buses and taxis and Ubers, Taxis and Ubers are actually very similar to each other compared to buses. Buses are large, can fit over 50 people inside, and operate on fixed routes, meaning they always drive along the same streets and stop at the same bus stops every day. Ubers and taxis, however, well, they're just cars. They can only hold a few people at a time, and they can take you almost anywhere you need to go as long as you have the money to pay. How is Uber better than riding in a taxi? The nice thing with Uber is everything is controlled through your mobile device. So if you're comfortable with your phone, then you'll be comfortable with Uber because it's very easy. Mm -hmm. Good. So it's easier, it's probably more accessible. Mm -hmm. More affordable. More affordable. It's probably more efficient than riding the bus too. And your parents can track you and your progress on on the app see where you're at oh that's nice yeah so you can if someone else is wanting to if your parents bought you get you a ride someone like someone else could track you whether that's a friend or they can you know are you driving during this time of quarantine are you helping people out getting from place to place i am and i do wear a mask while i'm driving oh nice and some of my passengers wear masks some don't so i recommend you wear a mask just to protect yourself 
as you just heard Troy explain, Uber is a company that wants its riders to feel safe every time they get into the car with an Uber driver. I decided to ask Troy how he specifically helps visually impaired passengers feel extra safe during their rides with him. Have you ever picked up a person who is blind or visually impaired? Yes, I have. On numerous occasions. How do you know that they have a visual impairment? Do they have a guide dog or a white cane or do they tell you they're blind? Um, Oftentimes they'll have a white cane. And because I live in Vancouver, there's the blind school, which oftentimes I'll get calls to pick people up. And how do you ensure that a blind person feels safe when they get in your car? As they approach the car, I'll roll down my window and I'll call them by name Okay. and say, I'm your Uber driver. And um, then I will direct them towards the car and tell them where the handle is or whatnot to help them get into the car. Okay. So you communicate with them. I communicate with so them. First of all, you tell them what their name is? I'll call them names. So for instance, if it was your ride, I'd say, hey, Tracy, this is Troy. I'm your Uber driver. Okay. Is that because their name and their profile pops up onto your phone when they book a ride with you? So you automatically know their name? Yeah, from the app. Okay. And then that helps them know that they are getting in the correct car and not just a random stranger's car. Yes. And the app will tell my name too, so they know my name. So they can say, are you Troy? And I'll say yes. Wow. Troy sounds like a great Uber driver if you ask me. He really goes out of his way to make sure his riders feel safe and comfortable. He communicates clearly to his passengers to eliminate any confusion or concern. As a driver, it's always nice when the passenger will send a special instructions message through a text message, or they can even call me if they'd like. And this will notify me that I have luggage or groceries, I have an animal, I'm blind, or I have a wheelchair or a walker. All these things help give me an idea, you know, the person that I'm going to be picking up and their special needs, if any. Okay. That's a great point Troy made. As much as the drivers want their passengers to feel comfortable, the drivers need to feel comfortable too. And part of feeling comfortable is feeling prepared. Once you book a ride through the Uber app, you have access to your driver's name and phone number before they even pick you up. And the driver has access to your name and phone number too. So if one day you find yourself booking a ride with an Uber, and you have an animal with you or extra things you're carrying, let your Uber driver know beforehand. Give them a call or send them a text. If you do that, you are helping them to better help you. Because clear communication from both you and the Uber driver creates better understanding, which leads to a better chance of having a good experience overall. But maybe you're thinking, hey, Troy, you seem nice and all, but I don't think you really understand what it's like to be blind. The world is an unfair place, and sometimes it's hard to create that understanding between blind people and sighted people. What if my Uber driver doesn't really believe that I'm visually impaired, or won't let my guide dog into the car because they're afraid that the dog will shed? This isn't right. What would you say to that? I think like anything, 
um, everyone can have a bad experience, either going to a restaurant or the grocery store or even getting into an Uber. But in general, I feel that most Uber drivers, you know, they want to get the passengers to their destination and they're also trying to make money. So it's in their best interest to pick you up and get you to where you're going. I would probably think that most Uber drivers are good people that want to help and do the right thing. Exactly. And do you like being an Uber driver? It's exciting. You always meet new people, taking them to new destinations and hearing different details about their lives. <laughs> is that your favorite part about it? That's definitely my favorite part is meeting different people. Aww. So did you like having Troy as our special guest today? He is so great. If you live in Vancouver, maybe you'll be lucky enough to meet him one day. Bye, Troy, and thank you again for coming on the show. All right, everyone, of course you know that sound. It's trivia time. And before we get into this week's trivia, let's review last week's questions first. The first question was, what does shorelining mean? Congratulations to Chloe, Trista, Misty, Charles, Michael, and Nate the Great for answering that one correctly. Shorelining is actually a white cane technique that helps you with your orientation. It involves touching your cane tip to the edge of something on the ground as you're walking, either on your left or your right. The point of shorelining is to help you find something. For example, if you're looking for a door inside a hallway, you can shoreline along the wall with your cane until your cane taps the door. Or, if you're looking for where the end of the block is, so you can make a turn, you might shoreline along a grass edge until you feel the grass edge on your side go away, showing you an opening and where you can make a turn. Can you think of any other things that your cane can shoreline to help you find your way? Question two was, what is an uncontrolled street? Great job to Michael, Nolan, Charles, Spike Bread, and Nate the Great for getting that one. This question might sound confusing, but it's actually really simple. An uncontrolled street is a street that doesn't have any stop signs or traffic lights. Remember, stop signs and traffic lights control or direct how cars go through intersections. Therefore, any street with a stop sign or with a traffic light is a controlled street and any street without a traffic control, like a stop sign or a traffic light, is an uncontrolled street. Great job, everyone, and thanks for reaching out to me with your answers. And here comes this week's trivia. Ready? I'm gonna ask you two questions. Question one, what does APS stand for? Question two, what is the difference between a timed intersection and an actuated intersection. Send me your guesses, either by calling, texting, or emailing me. I cannot wait to hear from you. I think we're ready for everyone's favorite segment. I've kept you waiting long enough. Yes, say it with me. It's time for the profound sound. And here was last week's sound. What do you think it was? Could it have been a sink turning on? Or a coffee grinder? Or a tea kettle? The shower in my bathroom? Rain falling on a sidewalk? Air blowing out of my bike tire? 
or a garden hose? Those were all the answers sent into me this last week, and one of them is correct. So I'm going to give a big congratulations to Addie in Toodle and Spike Bread from Kenmore for correctly guessing a garden hose. Yes, I was watering my flowers in my garden. That was the spray nozzle on my garden hose. Okay, ready for a brand new profound sound to ponder this week? Here it is in three, two, one. And again. And last time. Hmm, very interesting. But good luck to all with that one. Be safe and be well this week. Enjoy the sunshine if it ever comes out and make sure to be kind and be good to one another. Also, make sure to have a conversation with your family or your O&M specialist this week about different types of transportation available in your town. Are there any bus stops in your neighborhood? Where are they? Can you find them? For those of you who are old enough, why don't you research some different taxi companies that operate within your town? Talk to someone about their experience riding in a taxi or an Uber. Have you ever ridden in an Uber before or something like it? What was your experience like? Tell me about it. My phone number is 360-852-1810. My email is tracy.spohn at wssb.wa.gov. This is Tracy signing off. I'll talk to you again on our next episode of Homebound for Adventure. Homebound for Adventure, where home is spelled H-O-N-M-E. Because even in the home, O&M can always be found. Keep it up, everyone, and have a great week. When I arrived in my old set of clothes I was half a world away from my home And I was hunted by the wolves And I was heckled by the crows Darling, do not fear what you don't really know